What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to episode 15 of the Members Only Podcast. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Night pod, the late pod. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, the night pod. It's like 7.20. We usually, if y'all don't know, we usually record at like 2 o'clock is our standard time. But right now it's almost 7.30. Uh, yeah. Zach is currently on a flight or on his way to a flight or something involving an airport. Auden is my uh he just he, you no know idea. he got a dog today. He got a dog, so he's a little bit busy. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to the to my brothers, man. I'm I'm you down. Down. This nigga couldn't get a dog on a Saturday. Um I'm I don't even know how to respond to that, bro. Sunday special, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. I hope he ain't still a dog. Okay. All right. Um so today, starting off our uh, first topic is going to be: Do you think a rapper has to have a ten-year run to be a legend? Um, why or why not? Okay, I could, I could, I could, I could speak to this topic real quick because I am actually the one who, uh, who introduced it. But pretty much, I was watching a podcast. Uh, what was it? I can't remember what podcast it was, but basically, no they were saying I think it might have been No Jumper. But I think it I think he was basically just saying like they they didn't consider they consider Kodak Black a legend because even when he was in jail, there was a point in time where his music gave him a form of a 10 year run. So that's why people consider him a legend. So I just kind of wanted to see if anyone else agrees with that, because I know that we were talking about uh, just like what makes someone a legend and Brick Baby <clears throat> himself isn't a rapper, but I know that he he's been around like a lot of LA rappers like the YGs and whatnot. So it's interesting just hearing his opinion on that. Mm, how many albums do you think needs to fit in say a 10 year run? Um, 10 years. So what's Kendrick do roughly like every say two? four or five? Yeah. Four or five would be, would be well, what today. I, I don't know. Cause it's, it's different work, but like you could release, like, but what's your opinion though? Like what y'all think? I think it's like four. At minimum, between four like, would be fun. if you if you're doing like I think it's like between like three and four for me. Like if you give me three and four like high quality projects in like ten years, I can rock with that. I don't need something like every other year for real. It depends. Yeah. Are we talking yeah. about? Are we talking about like? Are we talking specifically? Uh, damn, I don't feel like doing this again. Are we talking about? I'm not even starting arguing. Are we talking about rap or are we just talking about music in general? The I only think reason music. I, only reason I, I think ask music in general is because it's Frank Ocean a legend, right? Because hold on, you uh, sound kind of quiet. Say that again. I said it's Frank Ocean a legend because he had, he only has what two studio albums. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like it, I feel like it's not really an album threshold. It's just <clears> I, I think he's like... more so a legend for what he's done for music than right, the music impacted itself, music. Maybe? But that's or what like, I'm saying. You can R and B's a weird space. Like I feel like in R and B you don't necessarily because, and that's what I would classify him. But in R and B you don't need to drop as much. You know what I mean? Like you but, can get away with like <laughs> Lauren Hill, for example. A lot of people consider her a legend, and she doesn't. What What did she technically drop? Once, twice. So I no, think R and she was she was in the Fugees though. But I'm yeah. saying just in general, like R and B's a, a different space because like 
if I feel like if R and B, if your album can evoke a certain emotion, no matter if you drop another album after that or what kind of whatever you do, like it, it'll always have value to a generation <clears throat> because I mean feelings is almost something that can always span past generation. I mean, it's it's the same thing I was talking about when I was saying uh like just how like certain like classics and stuff work or not even about like last week but before. I think it just depends on um. It depends on the person because I like I always do compare yourself to basketball. If you look at like basketballs, people consider uh-huh. somebody like Robert Horry to be a legend, or even Brian Scalabrini, not because of straight skill, but it's also just because like who they were, people's familiarity with them, and like kind of like the aura around them, or just like how you know. I remember when Brian Scalabrini was on the Bulls and he would get in at the end of the game, everybody be like the White Mamba type shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So. I feel like being a legend don't necessarily, it's not like clear cut. Like, I think Soldier Boy a legend, and I don't think he had a 10 year run. I do think he, I think uh, She Make It Clap was probably like a very popular song. So that might be his last popular song between, that came out what, 2021? So between 2021 and like <clears throat> probably 2013, I don't think he had any really popular songs. But I think Soldier Boy a legend. I think, uh, yeah, 50 Cent is a legend, and 50 Cent had nowhere close to her 10 year, like, run this like musically so I don't, I don't, I don't but what think... if they're what what if their sound dominates for 10 years because like yeah 50 cent didn't have a 10-year run but you could say the sound of of the music that he made dominated for His 10 songs? years sound mean? sound s-o-u-n-d like the, 50 the cent sound yeah like the when 50 came in what what's the word i'm trying to use like that almost like the like influence, yeah, like that, that, yeah, like that, that, the gangster rap, the, the level of authenticity and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like aggression that he came in with, like he was, he brought that to hip hop, and yet he may not have dropped another album, but the albums from other people that came afterwards, you can still say they were influenced by that. So I feel like if your influence kind of lasts in that ten year run, could it be like something similar? Even Kodak, like remember when Kodak like dropped, rare. Uh, like, no flock in that kind of era. Even though the song may not have I, lasted. Listen, I don't think I don't even think that a. I don't think that a ten year run, in the only person I will argue has a ten year run, and I'm not arguing it because I I know my new rule about debating hip hop. But if I had to, it would be Drake. That's like the only person I could see, being for ten years being the person like. That niggas look to to drop arguably the biggest album of the year for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Starting in 2013, I could say that niggas looked for nothing was the same as one of the bigger albums going all the way to even now for all the dogs. Like, even if you look at like Kanye 2004, I, I wouldn't, I, I feel like, I feel like somebody's run doesn't necessarily start when they debut. Because I don't think your run can start when you... It's very rare. Like, 50 Cent, I think his run started when he debuted. I don't think Jay-Z's run started when he debuted. I just think that's when he debuted. That's when his career started type thing. Like, I think his run really started around uh, Hard Knock hard, hard knock Life. And what was that, 98, 97? So, it's, I think 10-year t- runs are is very odd, like... You could say from starting starting from the bottom to uh to uh for all the dogs or whatever, 
even because that's 2013. So yeah, that'd be 10 years. I mean, even you could go probably go before then because take care could really be the start of his run because he won like a Grammy off of it, I guess. But um, I think I think a 10 year run is very rare. And you know, they say the music the music career cycle is usually three years max. That's like once in like from popularity to like basically like I don't know fan base only. If, yeah, it's usually like three years. And I feel like that's not a that's not a very bad thing. Like it was, you were talking about Trippy Red earlier. I feel mm-hmm. like Trippy Red's probably starting twenty seventeen when he was like did like fuck love or blah blah blah. And then I feel like he still has a oh, fan base. Like but I feel mm-hmm. like as far as his like the trippy red sensation, the sensation, mm-hmm. the era is like not the same. And not to talk about trippy specifically, but yeah, 10 year run is kind of crazy. I mean, that's a good example though, because if you think about it, like he technically was at his top when God's plan came out. Cause remember he was supposed to have been on God's plan. So mm-hmm. like that would have been like his peak. And then when he didn't get that Drake feature, it was like a lot of people fell off off the other end. Cause it was that like, shit would have been terrible. Yeah, it didn't belong. I can, like, I can see how there. it did. I didn't belong, but at the same time, it was like that's what people thought was supposed to happen at the time. And then once it fell off, like a lot of people weren't really fucking with him no more. It just kind of was like the core fan base. And then if you remember the Drake, he eventually got a Drake feature, but he was so outside of that three year window that people aren't really paying attention. Yeah, speaking of that, this is so off topic, but I'll just bring it up. I think Drake is one of those. I tweeted earlier, tweeted earlier, like something about Drake, but I think Drake is one of the smarter rappers when it comes to the way he does things, because he. I I don't know if y'all remember, but I'm not sure if it was on a pod, but I know I asked y'all, but it was either on a pod or we was doing like afterthoughts. And I asked y'all, how would y'all feel if? And it was a crazy question, but it was how would y'all feel if Jay Z, like part of his catalog, was No Hands by Waka Flocka, right? Because on one hand, it's arguably one of the biggest club songs of all time. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a lot of people don't look to walk as like, like I feel like people, a lot of people don't consider like the most quality of song, but they respect, like they respect the song and what it does in the club. But I was, the reason I asked what would it look like if Jay-Z did it, because that would add like a club banger to Jay-Z's. And it's a diamond song. So I was just wondering how it would look with his catalog. And I realized, like, Drake does that, but he writes songs and gives them to other people. So it can still be a part of his catalog, but people can't really, like, knock it Bro. against them. Like, Drake, Drake not known for making just straight club songs, right? Mm. Like, he made he made a dance album. But, I'm, like, for example, Fucking Problems. Like, I feel like if that was a straight Drake song, especially in that era, when it came out 20, like, what, 2013, 2014? Yeah. Like or like don't yeah, or don't yeah. or don't stop <clears throat> like a few uh French Montana songs like that that are like obviously club songs made for like replay value and mm. like if an artist like Drake who did want to be respected as a lyricist and a real rapper like released those songs probably got more flat but because he was like able to feature on them I feel like it it made it a lot uh it was a lot better and I don't know if y'all know funny enough that song was uh was meant for Kendrick. Fucking problems? Yeah, because Kendrick's on it, but it was originally mm-hmm. for Kendrick, but it ended up. Did ASAP get the song? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's an ASAP song. It's an ASAP. Was it like a. Was it like it's a on, it's, it's on his album. Or... I mean, because uh, first of all, Forty produced the song. I don't know if y'all know that. But Forty. I didn't know that actually. I know. You said what, uh, Greg? No, I said I did. Um, 
Do we? Fuck, bro. At some point, we need to talk about TDE, bro. <laughs> I feel bad for for uh, for reason more specifically, but um, I don't know. I did. It's crazy to think that was supposed to be Kendrick's song. That's why I said, do you think it was a TDE thing? Like, you think it just no? I mean, no. I, shit? I, I don't think. I just don't think that Kendrick. I don't, I'm not going to say Kendrick didn't want the song, but I don't think it fitted Kendrick's. Because what was it going to go on? Good Kid, Mad City? I see what you mean. Yeah, that wasn't a flow. Yeah. So actually, I think it would have been okay on Good Kid, like if it was like a bonus or whatever. But look, it literally, t- it goes Good Kid, Mad City, yeah. to make a butterfly. So yeah. it, a big jump. I don't uh, think it would have been possible for us. Uh, how does it work, Brian? Is it like a, so say I have a, say I have a beat, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to the studio. Say Kendrick were to record on the beat, yeah. But I still own the beat. So if Famous Dex were to record on the beat, just saying somebody off the top of the head, you as the the person who made the beat have the ability to decide whose song it is, right? <clears throat> Technically, it, it, kind of. So it, that happens. Stuff like that happens a lot, right? So there's different types of. It was more common previously, because right now it's a lot more producers and a lot more beats get made. But let's just say it was. <coughs> let's just say it was a, a brisk 2006 November day in New York, right? Bro, oh, brisk. You might you might go into, you might <laughs> you might go into a studio, right? Uh-huh. And it might be a producer in there that you're familiar with, like right. So it might be, let's just say, uh, let's just say somebody like Bangladesh, right? I feel like that's a producer. Like a lot of people know, a lot of people don't know, but he has. A that's lot a of crazy work. name. So Bangladesh, what he'll do is a label will hit him because uh, back then what was more common is a label will hit up a producer that has like a popular song or sound, and they basically be like, "We want something like that," right? Mm-hmm. Which is how we get a lot of songs that sound alike, like um. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this really quickly. Uh, Why you fact checking that, bro? I saw this TikTok. Uh, fuck, they were talking about a Missy Elliott song that they made. And bro, uh-huh. back in the day, they literally used to just grab pieces of other songs and then just shove okay. it all together. So basically, right, so look, basically, uh, do y'all know y'all know Beyonce song "Crazy in Love," right? Yeah, Future wrote that, right? No, no, no. Did you just no, say no, future? No, no. Or no, that's Not drunk. That, I, was, I don't even think that's drunken love. It might he might have. No, he did. He wrote love. he wrote drunken love. I was thinking of that song. Well, crazy in love, and mm-hmm. y'all know. Do y'all know one thing by Amory? It's this if one I thing heard... that got me tripping. Yes, it's this yes, one thing. I do know that. Oh, okay, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. okay. So uh-huh. those songs are very similar, and uh, like if y'all ever pay attention to, to Twitter, every once in a while it'd be an argument versus. And Marie we'll Beyonce, who stole whose sound, right? Oh, yeah. I just okay. I just so uh, just you, uh that song. okay, yeah. So um, <laughs> so do you remember? Uh, so and Marie also had a song called "Why Can't We Fall in Love." Is the "Why Don't We"? Why don't yeah, we? Yeah, I know that song. So a producer produced uh-huh. the song "Why Don't We Fall in Love." Uh-huh. The story goes that Beyonce heard that song and she really liked the beat and she wanted to work with that producer. And that producer produced Crazy in Love. Mm-hmm. And around that same time, he also produced uh, One Thing by A. Marie. One Thing by A. Marie was released later, even though they were allegedly uh, recorded and produced around the same time. And the beats are very similar because they uh, 
both sample basically like a um an old 70s uh like drum feel breakdown basically mm-hmm. and um the, a lot of people were saying who stole each other's sound because Beyonce went to go use A. Marie's producer, but A. Marie's next single came out after the song that they did together, right? So mm-hmm. that and basically to, that's just to show like how the music business kind of worked. And like they'll call up a producer and be like, we want something like this, like that. So a lot of times an artist won't shop a song, right? Mm-hmm. Because they uh a lot of people record on it. Like um I hate to make this so drawn out, but the last song I mentioned is uh, y'all remember the French Montana song? What was it called with Sway Lee? Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Okay, yeah. so Sway Lee, that song, the the chorus and everything was done. That's what a lot of people do. They record the chorus on the song, the verses and then open, and they uh, go, they work with different artists. They go to this label, like, I got this song. Like somebody was, uh, I forget who, I, I know Joe Budden. I think he was on the, uh, I think it was when he was still doing Everyday Struggle. That sounds like what Trippy Red did on Mansion Music. He just brought yeah. all the halves of the first half of his songs and just shopped it everywhere. And then artists yeah. filled in those open verses. And then Sway Lee, Sway Lee was like, um, I think Sway Lee said Drake had that song first, but oh, wow. you know, he, he said that him and Drake have like 30 unforgettables, or like Drake has like 30 unforgettables. So for him, that song that ended up being that smash hit wasn't that much because he has they already have so many songs like that. So he shopped it around and it ended up with French Montana. So basically what happens is, yes, as a producer, you kind of get to decide, but you kind of don't. Because if a label comes to you and be like, this is going to be our next single. First of all, they drop it there. First of all, a, a song like that there and you a producer, if it's a big artist, they come to you and be like, hey, we got $30,000 for you. Most, first of all, most producers are not going to turn down $30,000. Second, second of all, you're not going to want to say no, because if you say no and they already planning this, they already got their marketing strategy and you do want to be in a music industry and you say no to a label, they probably they won't want to work with you again because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, you know, what was the point of us going through all of this to do this song? It kind of hurt your name. So, yeah. yes, you kind of get that deciding factor. But uh, no, it's not exactly like um, it's not exactly like you have the greatest options. You have a choice, but not the greatest uh span of options so that's how that works that's cool i was curious i've been listening to this trippy this week i heard you hear sounds like you hear especially because i listen to so much soundcloud and get shit from so many group buys like i'll hear songs and then i'll hear uh, maybe i'm hearing them in the early stages and i'm like all right i can hear where he took this part of a different song that i like and he was like let me put it into this song because it fits better. Like I can flow better here. And so I just be, I be hearing stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, even Yachty, Yachty had a song that was on SoundCloud that was blowing up that got released by a different artist. Mm-hmm. Ended up being on like a Freddie Gibbs album or something like the actual beat. And I'm like, damn, I know this beat. I heard it somewhere else, but it's like, okay, maybe the it got to this person. And like you said, Freddie was like, I'll give you 30,000 for it. Whereas the Yachty just threw it on SoundCloud and let it do his thing. Yeah, that I mean stuff like that happens, but um because you gotta think about uh what was the song? I think the Migos song Versace, you know, there's a difference between buying a beat and leasing a beat. Leasing a beat is much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And for a producer, you rather you wouldn't rather somebody lease a beat, but let's just say I lease you a beat, Greg, because you like I wanna rap, but she was like, I'm not, you know, too into rap, I just wanna rap and release it. 
So I'd be like, okay, well, me leasing a beat twenty dollars, but as far as buying a beat, it'd be like fifty dollars type thing. Uh, I'm not okay. gonna take this out. It'd be I, so. I if you leave, if you release it, if you release it right, and y'all lease you the beat, and it goes on to do thirty million streams, and you want to sign to a label, and they like, yeah, we want to sign you, but we gotta own this song. Well, you can't do it because you only leased it, so they could come to me. So I could be like, oh yeah, I want a hundred million dollars for this beat. Versus if mm -hmm. you buy a beat, you own it outright. It's just for at a steeper price to begin. Like, um, I, I'm not sure if y'all know this, but y'all know "Way Too Sexy" by Drake, right? Yeah. yeah. That song. That song was written by Future. Like Yo, everything. Future is. No, Future's a Future's a great songwriter. Top five uh, dead or alive. And I was gonna, I was gonna say that sounded like a debate to me. I don't partake. <laughs> uh, so one thing about future and like things like that, I'm not gonna say future, but like I feel like I feel like I feel like y'all listen to enough music to know, um, to know when, to know when like an artist isn't exactly in their specific bag. Like when I was first listening to, um. Um, what's it? Uh, certified Lover Boy, and I got to way too sexy. Mm. I could tell that it was a. Uh, I feel like, in my opinion, I could tell that it wasn't a Drake song, because Drake doesn't usually just like pick those type of beats just off the top of his head. Like it sounded way too much like an eighty eight oh eight mafia type beat because it was produced by Team eighty eight eighty eight. I, I know what you're. I I hear that, but that you can sense. like, especially yeah. when you're a producer, you can hear like. You can hear like when a song is like out of left field, and that's one of the things I was uh I was talking about before with Travis Scott is that have you um and I, damn I just hate going on on the talk, but y'all uh y'all know Topia Twins, right? Yeah. Do y'all like that song? Yeah. When bitches hopping out of jet ski. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> that's probably like I ain't gonna lie, that's probably like my most. Behind like meltdown and telekinesis, that's probably my most listened to song. Maybe behind I know too, but that top five—that's probably my top five, top five most listened to song on <laughs> Utopia. And a lot of Travis fans hate it. And the thing is, Travis fans—I'm not sure if y'all like be too in tune to like the NFL podcast and like Reddit. A lot of Travis fans hate his like songs that's made for just like quick Massive. club songs that have like that. Like NC seventeen, Topia Twins, they hate when Travis okay, songs um, like that. What's that song on uh, Birds in the Trap? I, I'm in his Reddit, and they hate well, out, that song. Is it outside? No, 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 no. no. It's it's the one that the the single. Now was it? It might have been Goosebumps. Oh, Beebs in is it Beebs in the Trap? Beebs or pick the up trap. the phone or pick up the phone? Yes, they hate pick up the phone in his Reddit. They can't stand it because commercial mm -hmm. success. Yeah, it's like when you when I but when I listen to certain things, I can listen to like I can listen to a Drake album and be like, okay, Drake didn't exactly pick he picked the song, but he didn't exactly pick this beat or he wasn't a part of the process. Cause like 40 said that like when he make a lot of beats for Drake and uh T minus, they said Drake tells Drake takes out a whole lot of stuff in the beat. Just like Kanye, like uh Hit Boy was talking about the process of making uh, niggas in Paris, and I wish he had still had the original version. He said the niggas in Paris that we got, he, uh, Kanye literally took like two or three sounds and took everything out. So all he got is the boom, like the boom clap, and then like the little melody. And then he, like, that boy was like, it was strings in that beat. It was like a whole, like a crazy bass. It was a whole lot more. 
And so like when I listen to Drake, I kind of you can kind of tell when like beats are very basic because you can tell it's like missing like kind of like certain elements and stuff like that. But so, all so that like he's, just... he's he's leaving for the space on purpose because I hear it when you say it like there's space on Drake beats for him to like break yeah. down in between and I don't you don't hear that in way too sexy like off the top of my head I don't hear that like breath space yeah so um <clears throat> uh, transitioning would y'all like to uh talk about the Grammy nominations and stuff like that. And we can. I'm so happy for black women, bro. Jeez. A round of applause to them. It was a really good year for them nomination-wise. Yeah, bro. People got nominated. Um Travis didn't. Did I, I guess I guess I'll yeah, he got he got yeah, nominated. Yeah, Utopia oh, got nominated. nominated. Okay. I didn't Utopia say got nominated. And best rap album. So best rap songs, best rap out. Get best rap songs. Attention by Doja Cat, Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, Just Wanna Rock by Lil Uzi Vert, Rich Flex by uh, Drake at 21, Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the song with uh, Andre 3000. I don't know. What's the song? In a future. Future. Okay. Best Rap Album, Killer Mike, Michael, Travis Scott, Utopia, Metro, Heroes and Villains, Nas, and Hit Boy, uh, King's Disease 3, Drake at 21, Her Loss. What I will say about this category, I wish I could find a tweet. I'll try to find it. Um, I said years ago, the Grammys every year adds an album to prove that they care about hip hop, right? That's I always I always say they always pick album that's like not commercial, but like just you know to them just put they just put a, a random album in there that's like you know you can't talk shit because we added this album like mm. in 2019 I think it was. I said that that album was a uh, the the Nipsey album. Yeah, it wasn't the most popular album, especially compared to what it was next to. However, would you say the John the John Baptiste album was like that last year? Because when it won, everybody was like, "Cool." Well, I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about uh, hip hop. Uh, and they album. do it with everything. It's Grammys, man. Yeah, yeah like Grammys going Grammy. <laughs> let me look at the nominations real quick because I feel like it's one for all of them. So like, 2023, yeah, pretty good. It, the killer well, Mike. That's what I'm saying. So 2023, was, uh, I say it's almost dry. 2022, I probably say. I mean, 2022, you had shit like Nas and J Cole, so that's easier for them to do because that could always be there. But you look at it shit, and you got shit like the allegory and Alfredo. Not to say that those were not albums worthy of being nominated because that sounds like a debate to me. Yeah, D Smoke, Black Habits, but those aren't what you would expect from the Grammys. Like in 2020, you got Corday the Lost Boy. Great album. However, yeah, was it crazy. the most popular? No, but I feel like they always look for that one thing. It's like we gotta have that, you know, victory. That's the that's the label pusher, or whichever label not, not pushes even the, the label, hardest. Not, we'll give them the one like, hey, these not the we label needed one more. But I feel like there is a label pusher I, one. It's a D Smoke and then the Jack Harlow. Yeah, like you can, I just feel like there's that, like, even the Cardi B. I think Cardi B had a good year, but even then, it's like, damn, see, like. To see, some degree, so they I'm always look, try so, to leave some space for women, I feel like. But they don't always they don't always do it the right way. They just give it to the one who people are suggesting without really understanding look, the women in hip-hop. 20, 2018, you got Kendrick Dam, Jay-Z, 444, Migos Culture, Tyler Creator, Flyboy. Then you got Rap, Rhapsody, Layla's Wisdom. 
which you look at the commercial, it's still keep going. Chance, 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 color and Kanye West, The Life of Pablo, Schoolboy Q, Blank Face, Drake Views, DJ Khaled, Major Key. Then you got De La Soul, the anonymous. <laughs> Bro, it is just. And, <laughs> you see so your I mean? point, your point is the Grammys. Like they're making up for a fact. They has a they, they have always, a trend. Yeah, they they. I feel like they they every year if there's not a clear cut like I don't want to say lyrical but like kind of like content heavy, just from head right. to toe, no commercial like very commercial. But what they think is they always try to throw one in there that like will make the hip hop of hippie hopiest fans be like, okay, okay at least they okay. pick one. Yeah. So like 2016, they was it was easy because they had Pimpin' Butterfly, so they could just pick Nicki Minaj, Drake, Dr. Dre, J. Cole. So it was it's like it's like let me pick the let me pick four of the top five and then let me pick one in the top fifty that people are like this is slept on. So I, yeah, and I yeah, and I feel like it's a newer thing because as rap, I don't want to say goes away from like lyricism, but it's like lyricism isn't like even the bare minimum of what people used to consider lyricism isn't even at the like the most it's not the forefront no more they still have to try to include things like that and i get it but i feel like it kind of takes away because i feel like something from the grammys that i've always argued is like yes if the grammys just was literally doing the best albums a lot of the things that get nominated to win shouldn't win however you have to have that's some type of commercial impact for the most part because you gotta think like no one's going to tune into an award show if they're just naming five albums that they think are great that nobody heard like that's what make people want to tune in and things like that so sometimes you literally have to pick from the commercial albums that such and such people enjoyed you're going to pick from those that's why i say like when jack harlow got the uh nomination is like I wasn't that surprised because he had he had first he had first class which was but to some degree would I feel like they do the same thing in all of these award shows like it's just like a politic of award shows almost because if you think like even when they're giving out like for example when Will Smith won his award situation aside it's like it's almost like they're just making up for trying to cover it's like it's always like to some degree they're trying to protect themselves with an album or by making a selection and maybe it's because they're going to do so i'm not saying this will happen but maybe it's because they're going to do something like select just want to rock is the song of the year and maybe people disagree because like oh that's not hip-hop but then they can fall back on it and say like oh we put this in there and it's the same thing they do with 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 uh with with movies and 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 uh, actors and shit like that, it's like ah, uh, Leo should have won an Oscar here, but we didn't get him, so now we gotta go backwards for a movie that wasn't as good, so it's got to be nominated, shit like that. It's like politics yeah. almost. See, that's the, I mean, yeah, that's the thing with with music. It's it's hard because things are more connected than like the Oscars and movies. Like, you know, a movie can a movie can not win Best Picture, and then they can win Lead Actor. Or a movie can win, a movie can lose every category and then win picture of the year. Like if they can lose best effects, they can lose mm-hmm. best uh soundtrack, all of that. Best you know, actor of the year, or actor of the year, they can win actor of the year and oh. lose everything else. As far as music, it's like, okay, this is the best album of the year out of these contestants, right? So let's just say Beyonce won best album of the year. Over uh, you know Taylor Swift or 
this person, that person. So you saying like Beyonce had the best album, but you saying you know Taylor Swift had the the best pop song and the best record of the year and best song of the year. That you know it's kind of hard. Like that's the, I feel like that's the biggest problem with the Grammys is it's really weird how they award things because imagine having the best you know the best rap album, but you lose every best rap song category. And then let alone imagine somebody wins two categories. So like that's that's where it's like difficult because you know Kendrick Lamar can win best rap album of the year, right? Mm-hmm. But he might not win best raps. I mean, I think he won best rap song last year, but like he might not win best melodic rap song. Then he might not win best rap song another year. I mean, like I'm not talking about last year specifically, like, but that year he might not win best rap song because he had the best album. But the things about like music, which I was talking about last week, when we was talking about classics, is I think if people hyper focus and they just love a single song, I feel like that song can do a lot for an album. Like, but it's kind of hard because I can't pick a like pick one off the top of my head that's like that. But I feel like there are certain like albums that people might not know, like the real B sides, but they know the singles, and therefore like you know they in turn love the album because the album had that song on it so music is just weird it's just weird to it's a it's weird to vote on it yeah. it's like a, like oh, you can watch oh. like, the time is you can watch a movie for an hour and 50 minutes and it's you can easily tell if it's a good movie at the very least or not like, you can watch a movie like titanic and be like this is fucking a great movie and then you can watch a movie like suicide squad 2016 and be like, and be like oh my is this God. shit finished so i is is music is just a weird space because how do you compare even just rap? How do you compare a song like please uh sing about me, I'm dying of thirst to a song like ZZ by Kodak Black? Yeah. Both popular songs and both people like <laughs> both song people that love, but how do you, you know, how do you necessarily compare the two if they're going up against each other mm-hmm. and things like that? So that's that's one of the things that I think. That's the only when I see Grammy nominations, and I think most people don't understand how Grammy nominations work. So I think that's a big problem, and like especially how the whole process. Like, are y'all familiar with that? Like how nominations uh, work? Grammys? Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, not mad really. at the list. Just like, I'm, I'm not really mad at because it's a slow year. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, it was in. So I thought really maybe like, it started I like something slow. for everybody. Like, like it feels like just, you know. It's, it's at the end of the day. I mean, you kind of have to. The problem kind of making up for past mistakes, but I mean, yeah. her loss that I see. That's the feeling I get. Michael, it was a villain. Like that's kind of a commercial type of deal. King's Disease is kind of like underground sort of like the mid underground. Ryan, uh, you like Duke commercial. Dennis right now? And Yo- Utopia is kind of like the commercial type. Yeah, so I, I mean, I get it. I'm not mad at. It. I mean, I'm not mad at the other. Like a makeup a year is the right song, word. So performance. I, I think the thing with the Grammy maybe other years it was more other. It was other like bigger albums, harder hitting albums, and there was other like songs that you could kind of like. Okay, they forgot about. I feel like for this year, I don't, for me, I don't, I don't always speak myself, but it, they kind of. I don't necessarily got it right, but I mean, it's oh. not that much to pull from because it's not that much like quality yeah. stuff or like. Well, I mean, it's like. Quality is kind of subjective, but like it's an R and B year, yeah. Like high charting stuff, I guess. Because even yeah, high charting stuff isn't that isn't like rap. Greg, so like a quick breakdown. First of all, for anything to win a Grammy, it must be submitted 
First, okay, I remember that from the Travis. You have to submit it, meaning when you see all these people, like you see, like one, like once a year, you'll get on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see a lot of people submit things like, "Thanks for your Grammy consideration." All that means is they submitted it. That does not that mean they met the criteria and they submitted the album and it's technically being considered, which means it can be voted on. So like when a lot of people was posting that, that didn't necessarily mean that they were going to be winning. Um, not nominated. Yeah, so, um, hold on. But how hard is it to, to even be considered? Well, like, could you, if you were to drop an album next year, could you put your album in for Grammy consideration technically? I think or, you just have to be, I think you just have to be registered, but I mean, so this is how Grammy work, and this is the biggest flaw in the Grammy system. And I think, I'm not sure if they changed it, but I forgot what podcast I was watching where they explained it. This is how I first learned. You, you, when you do the Grammy voting, somebody said you have to vote, right? Mm. You have to vote. And if you did it, and they're like, I think they just added a hip hop committee. And I don't even think the hip hop committee was necessarily for voting. But the problem is you have to vote on the sheet. And I don't, I don't think you can leave anything unchecked or you might be able to leave it unchecked, but you also might be able to just vote if you don't. So somebody, if I apply for the Grammys right now, I would be applying as somebody who loves hip hop, right? And I'll be like, I want my voice to be heard on hip hop. And I would do my criteria. I, uh, if I wanted to, I would send like a music resume. I say, um, you know, I've worked for Beat Stars, the number one beat selling community. I have worked in the music industry and they decide, decide to decline or reject, right? And they send it when it's time for voting. The thing is they send me everything. So technically I would have a voice in country and people who only listen to country have a voice in hip hop. So they might be going through the voter sheet and that's why a lot of marketing and like, I'm not gonna say this is why Cardi B won, but when Cardi B has song on her album with Bad Bunny, who has a, even back then he might've been a Bad Bunny we know now, but he had a different, you know, matter of fact, he, she just had a two, she had Jay Balvin on there also. She had these big nah, he singles. Was the bad bunny we think of back then. He just wasn't in America yet. She she had these big singles, so it'd be easy for somebody who's only into like, you know, the Latin music or like other types of music when they're going through and they're just scrolling through because they vote what they want to vote on. They look at other things and be like, oh yeah, I like this Cardi B girl. I might not have listened to, you know, Astro World. I might not have listened to Swimming. I might not have. I forget it. What else? Uh, Scorpion. I might not have listened to those. However. Mm. I am familiar with this one girl and I want to see her win. And I don't think people realize a lot of voting is like that. There's no mandatory listen sessions. You're not, you don't have to even prove that you've listened to the albums. You can just literally vote for what you think, you know, should win. That's and think, crazy. And that's, and I don't think that's what a lot of people realize. It's not exactly just a straight up committee. It's mm -hmm. not like 13 people getting together and being like, we're going to choose this, this, and this. Like, you know, Grammys don't release it, but you might look at album of the year and it might have, let's just say it's 5,000 people that get to vote. It might have 5,000 votes, but you mm -hmm. might get to best rap melodic performance. It might have 2,200 votes. So that's my only thing with the Grammys. Like the voting system is kind of odd, things like that. So mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't hold it that much. I like the major categories. It's the only things I really pay attention to because I'm like, Okay, it's easy to get best rap melodic rap performance wrong. Like mm -hmm. these motherfuckers probably didn't listen to all of this. They shit. don't know what melodic rap even is. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm telling y'all now, if Barbie Barbie World wins, I wouldn't be surprised. 
one of the biggest, probably arguably the biggest movie that came out. But that's yeah. why I said Just Wanna Rock was gonna win. Just because people may not know the song, but they might know that stupid fucking body yada yada shit. And they might just go off of that and be like, oh, you know, it's Uzi. But that's the thing. That they would have to listen to it. When they're voting, they might just be going through and they're not you, even taking when you hear even just the title, you hear that stupid fucking you don't have to know that song. It was just one of those things. Niggas was doing it at football games. Like fo white football players were doing the dance without realizing what they're doing. So I, they call it the just want to rock dance. So I no, think I, that, no, I agree. Know? But I'm I'm not what I'm saying is now all I was saying was we're talking about bar just the word Barbie alone. Yeah. When yeah. you see that, <laughs> and after the year that Barbie just had, and they he and I feel like even before this song, most people knew the I'm a Barbie girl. What and you like, don't a lot of people was recognized with that. What so you don't even realize that, is the 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 song that fucking the Ken made in the movie is also being nominated for a Grammy. Like that yeah, song Barbie's gonna have a big they're gonna have a big year in terms of the of awards. Just that's crazy. And then, I mean, but the and now we're getting a Barbenheimer movie. So yeah, you're right, Ryan. This might all be a setup for the yeah, they're making a Barbenheimer movie like combined. Yeah. So this might just be a setup for that. I wouldn't be surprised if Barbie won either. Um, good luck to the nominees, man. I think the Grammys yeah. did the best they could do with it's the R&B music gave them hip hop. Wait, so who do y'all think is gonna win like each category? Um, okay, so I'll um, so I I guess we could do it like this. I can read. I'll read the category because uh, I don't think we have all of them right here. So uh, Grammy. 2023. I mean, did you do the rap song, rap album, and rap performance? No. Oh, uh, okay. I was just gonna. Uh, I'll blow the other. I mean, R&B. Um, like. No, I was gonna say, would y'all like me like? Um. Oh wait, they have new. They have new categories. I'm. They've been doing that recently. I didn't realize they had a new category for 2024. Um, I'm about to pull them up right now too. So for best, uh, best rap song, the nominations are "Attention" by Doja Cat. Barbie World. I'm not going to read all the artists because I feel like at this point, if it's for the Grammys, we know who made it. Barbie World, yeah. Just Wanna Rock, Rich Flex, and then Science and Engin uh, Scientists and Engineers. Who do y'all think is going to win for that? Just Wanna Rock. I'm going to go Rich Flex. I'm... So I don't... That's It's hard for me. I don't that's think, who I want to win, personally. Let me hear. Let me, Rich Flex to win. I have to play attention real quick. Yeah, I want Rich Flex to win. Too. I like Rich Flex more, but I think commercially, I think I think I just want to rock. Yeah, that shit, bro. I don't know, and the fact that that's I just said an that anthem now. Yeah, that, like you know it's different. I mean? Like it just. Uzi that's got some that Rich Flex do something in the club though, so it's a little that different. too. Uh, for me, it's hard. I think, uh, I think. Barbara World might actually win. And the reason I say that is because this is also random. However, Ice Spice, I think, is nominated for like two or three Grammys. That's <laughs> and it. I would expect more. And the thing with that is, no album, man. there's Good always That's so crazy, man. There's That's always crazy. an artist. They try to they always try to have a new artist who's just like breaking into the scene, have a Went decent early. year. It's like the NBA. And with people, you get somebody like Wimby, you're going to try to make, put them in the best position that in five years, 
Like it's 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 literally creating. You have to create a legend. You create the demand. Yeah, you you create a legend. Like you need. We we're going to need an artist that in ten years we're going to look back and say they were destined for greatness. The way they did Magic and Bird. Yeah, just like I mean, just like Kanye, first Grammys went home with three Grammys, and then ten years later when he's still winning them, it's easy to say because it's look back like. Oh, we knew from the beginning type thing, you know. Hey, and, Taylor's got some nominations. She might shut this shit the fuck down. I'm not but, even lying to you, bro. So best Taylor's rap, got an album in here. Best, uh, we're just. A... <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna go to the next one real quick. Go best ahead. rap performance, uh, the Hillbillies, uh, Love Letter. That's Black Black Thought because I well, I wouldn't have known that off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, okay. Players by Coyle Ray, Rich Flex again, um, and then Scientists and Engineers again. Damn, I did not realize. Rap performance is that what the category is? Yes, so that's uh, gonna go to y'all. Know what rap performance yeah. is? That's the music video, right? Technically, no rap no, performance. Rap performance is rap how performance you deliver, right? It's basically it the, the del- it's basically delivery. So, yeah. um, so I, I think, think I think rap song might be best. Rap song is the writing. Right? Yeah. rap song is writing. Okay. Performance and then is best how you rap deliver. performance is just like how the song sounds, how, how sound. good it was delivered. Yeah. Uh, how good the rap, not rapping as in lyrical content is, but how but good the you ability. were rapping it. Um, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, that's the thing. So that's why I was brought up voting before. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people who vote in other categories so familiar with Kendrick Lamar says, sees Kendrick Lamar with another artist and says, okay, this is probably the winner. You feel me? I don't want to make a because I'm not trying to make like a conspiracy theory a large no, stretch, right. but I could see how that like they could say, yeah. oh, Kendrick Lamar, he usually wins, seems like a good choice. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say Killer Mike is going to win any, but if there was a category that he would win, I, I this think might this would be, be a one. Yeah, yeah. that scientist mm-hmm. engineer song just from a rapping ability standpoint is really good. Yeah, that's what I think might happen here. That'd be my guess. Like I don't. Like Andre three thousand might carry that 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 song. Yeah, because didn't he come? Didn't he come out of retirement? Technically, when that song came out, like it was like, oh, Andre got a verse out there. I mean, he good for one verse a year. I know, yeah, and he, that's what I'm saying. This might be this might be the category yeah. that this wins. Mm-hmm. So the, wait, I would every, think I would think Killer Mike going there. Me too. Um. So y'all yeah, got Killer you, Mike. Yeah. I, I you, think Kendrick and Baby King probably gonna win. It's kind of hard for me to choose. If I had to rank them, I would say probably Kendrick first. I, I can't even rank them. Why? Because I, I think Coyle Ray has a chance. I, I legit think because the, the yeah. way that the way that song is played in those those spaces, those like it's a very because I think because that, that, that song samples return to the Mac, right? Or my tweaker. I, I don't think it's Return of the Mac, but it's sampled something. It, well, it, it's, I know it's sampled the Isley Brothers song. I actually, it might be. Return yeah, it samples Return of the Mac. I'm, I'm hearing it in my head now. Yeah, it I, is Return I do of the think, Mac. I do think people are so familiar with Return of the Mac and that song just in general, and it's played at these, you know, that's played in all these, and I hate to say it, white spaces and mm-hmm. things like that, that they might be so familiar with it just from going to the club. I mean, not even the club, just going to brunch and things like that. It's one of those type of songs. And knowing those four and girls as players, two words. Yeah. You don't know the whole song. So, um, so okay, melodic rap performance. We got, uh, and I would just like to mention, I do think only reason we get these Drake nomina- nominations 
is because of 21 Savage. Because I think, I don't think, you know, Drake stopped submitting to the Grammys, but I think because 21 submitted. Yeah. Uh, for best melodic rap performance, we have Sitting on Top of the World. That's the Burner Boy and 21 Savage song. Which I Tension. actually enjoyed. Yeah, Attention by Doja Cat. Spin About You, Drake and 21. All My Life, Lil Dirk and J. Cole. Uh, low by Scissor. This one, is, I'm just going to say it's up for grabs. It might be low. It might be all my life. I that, ain't gonna lie. That's what it's sweet though. It's, I, ain't, I don't know why. Like I got Doja Cat. You got that one is up. That one is just up for grabs. Give me Doja. Nah, I'm gonna have to go with Low. I got Doja. I, yeah, I'm rocking with Low on that one. That I think. I think this one is up for grabs. I, I think, agree with you. I think all my life fun. has a fighting chance. Damn near yeah. prize picks need to get a hold of the game. I think they all got a fighting chance. Isn't isn't mm. Burner Boy or Burner Boy is the African giant, right? Am I tweaking? Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. He's the African like, mobile himself. We got Doja Cat, who's Doja Cat. We have Drake at 21, who's Drake in 21. I don't think and that's the thing. No, I'm not debating. Might be a little hating. Drake winning a fucking Grammy for a spin about you would just be insane. If you just look at his catalog and you look and <laughs> that would be play funny. the songs, and you'd be like, guess which one of these songs, Drake songs, has a Grammy? A Grammy for it. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. spin about you. Oh, hey, you man. Like, get into that song and be like, oh, no, this is the Grammy one, not this. No, I mean, that's, that's what they did with, like, Nas. Like, he ain't, he ain't win this first. But even, like- even for out. But okay, you know, it's different for albums. Why the fuck is Nas albums is submitting his albums to the Grammys, bro? Because he winning now. He winning now, literally. <laughs> yeah, they nominated him. Yeah. He just like, uh, let's keep throwing this shit in here, bro. All right, but hold on. Best rap song, we got Doja Cat. Attention. Doja Cat leaving. Oh, wait, no, we did this one already. Those those are even with Tango. I think all of them who's like nominated for all the same. I think everybody leaving with something. I think they're going to spread out a lot of the hip hop Grammys. Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed a lot. Because I mean, people are the people still voting for these are human. The people who still, um, the people who are like voting will still can go like, damn, I don't want to not vote Doja Cat for none of these because she got three, so it must be good enough to have, you know, one. So they have to choose which one, or they might go, you know, well, I don't want to vote Doja Cat for best rap song and best melodic because I feel like. Those two things were actually. And I feel like those two categories were probably made to be as far away from each other, because the people were probably arguing about people just singing too much and rapping and just you know the melodic side of it versus the actual pen game of it. And I feel like those were probably made to counter each other. But regardless, I do think um, those is leaving with something, especially yeah. if she performs. She's going to that'd be a telltale for me. Not every time because I hate how they had Travis perform and he didn't yeah. win the Grammy for that. That nigga was still under stage. Sometimes they do be linking up the the performer with like the winner of like the best album in that genre. So yeah. Uh so you got best rap album. You got Drake at 21, Her Loss, uh Killer Mike Michael, Metro Boomer Heroes and Villains, Nas King's Disease 3, Travis Scott Utopia. Um this is I am there between Her Loss and Utopia for being I want it to be Utopia. I don't think. So does Travis have a Grammy? No, um, I don't think so. This is my thing, and this is my biggest thing. Like, kind of not biggest thing, like I was saying last week, but what I've noticed from the Utopia, I've seen a lot of Utopia her lost conversations, 
the biggest difference I hear is kind of like the argument of DJ Khaled versus Tyler the Creator, kind of like the albums that you hear outside in public, people playing versus the albums you don't really hear. But it also just boils down to what do fuck do people just listen to? And I think Here. rap, rap has become is getting to the point where like that's an underrated aspect of what people are just generally listening to. Because you got a you got an album like Utopia that was made to flex Travis's creativity. It was made to flex his star status, his reach. Like I can get all these producers. Look at the you know I got Mike Dean Beyonce. Yeah, like I got Mike Dean engineering every song. Look how crisp it sounds. Listen to my vocals. Listen to these melodies. Listen to what I got clear and things like that. And then you got a song album like uh, Her Loss is just like I these are just songs that I want y'all to play over and over again. I don't think. I don't think there's a song on Utopia that's probably, I don't want to say get played as much as Rich Flex, but probably just has the. Not I think I know. I think you I know. know the only but you know what else? That's like have? replayable, oh, like in that type of way. No, I mean, identif- identifiable. There we go. To the general consumer, just identifiable. <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, like a song like Rich Flex and things like that. But you know what we don't think about that? Well, we don't have the opportunity to think about it because we've gotten older and we started to experience music a little bit differently. A lot of this shit, especially for people at a younger age, like the high school students and the middle school students, a lot of that shit is less up to them. And they're more just a product of the music that they're hearing in the car and the serious XMs and the shit like that. So I can say like in this past couple of days since my phone has been broken, I've been listening to more serious XM. A lot of the shit from her loss comes on in those spaces and the only thing over that and i listen to a lot of music probably like over that like 10 hour shift of my day meltdown's the only thing from utopia that came on in that whole time like they it doesn't have the same like general playability as her loss does so i don't think as much as like music lovers are gonna know utopia music listeners are gonna know her loss because there's like a there's like a gap there and like, that's the radio. The radio is kind of the people that fill in that gap for, for two people. And then you just decide how you feel after that. Yeah. So like real quick, have y'all heard, um, have y'all heard what, uh, well, y'all know who Pink Panther said. Pink Panther said that she felt like her remixes, just like songs like her song with Ice Spice, she called them crap. She said, um, a lot of people talk about like, why do artists usually hate their biggest song? And it's because... <clears throat> Like, I've had songs I played for people before and they really like and I hate it. But it's because as an artist, a lot sometimes you just make a song that's like real quick, listenable, you make it for fun. And then that song is the song you end up hearing so many times for the rest of your life mm-hmm. type thing. And I think that's the kind of the argument I got between Utopia and her loss. Her loss is just literally a collection. It's just a collection. It don't even feel like I feel like a collection of songs. Most of the songs has, you know, a hook that's played three to four times versus even if the beats do change. And that's what I was saying before about uh, um, Utopia. It's very few songs on Utopia that actually feel like an actual actual song. Like, I feel like if Kanye decided to make an album of powers... Oh, not a power. Uh, <laughs> album Infinity of, Ring. An album of Runaway, <laughs> where he's just like doing all these things where he's going off at the end for so so time, like and yeah. you know 
that whole so album what, he was playing with like the song structure and eight, a lot of songs got like multiple beats and all that type of stuff. Yeah. It was real maximalistic in its um in its style. Utopia which is good is. quality, which is really good quality wise. Yeah. But I think as an artist, is one thing I've been learning when you do all of that, it is going to turn off a lot of listeners because a lot of people don't go into it for that. Like, I'm not sure yeah. if y'all been hearing this T Grizzly, uh, this MGK. T Grizzly song he got with Chris Brown, uh, the, the song he got with Chris Brown and uh, Mariah the Scientist. Every day when I go to work, I hear that song in the morning on the radio, like dead ass. <laughs> yeah, and it's because it's just it's a simple song, it's a nice beat. With a little guitar riff and some piano, you know, got a steady, steady drums. You got mm-hmm. Chris Brown singing. You got a T Grizzly verse where he just sing rapping to a girl, and it's just so simple, but it's still so good. <laughs> a and, lot of that TikTok shit is just radio music. I realized this week, you know, all that stupid five seconds of the bullshit we hear on TikTok. When you go to Sirius XM and shit, the 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 Rilo Rodriguez song that blew up. The fucking Uzi song, all that shit is just the songs that you yeah. gotta hear on the radio because they're I'm, all just easily digestible. I'm gonna wake a kid up at 7 30 in the morning. I'm gonna send you this video. It's these high schoolers listening like they're at a party and the song come on, the beat is playing, and they don't know it. They're just looking around like, what is this? But as soon as they hear, what's up, G Way in the cut with my twin, we be back. <laughs> and they all start doing this. They all start doing it. <laughs> once that part ended. You can see them fade, like slowly fade into Lose not knowing the rest. They don't of the know story. the rest. Of, yeah, and that's the TikTok effect for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. That, yeah, but speaking of TikTok effect, I will say this. Shout out to Jid because I did say on this podcast before that one of Jid's problems is that he does great rapper and he's from Atlanta. He rapping about regular nigga shit. He does not have a song that is friendly for the environment that can spiral somebody. From this to this quick, because it's hard for lyricists to go like there. I don't. As far as lyricists, I will confidently say there is no overnight success. If you're an artist like not even a lyricist, but if you're like a content artist like Redville, who's just makes like I'm going to make as high quality music sounding. I'm going to try to do like not the perfect raps, but good raps and things like that. It's hard to go from nothing to something overnight because usually what people consider quality is the opposite of what people consider commercial versus yep. rappers who make club music and street music it's so hard it's so, not easy i'm gonna say it's so easy but it's easier than a lyricist because your whole job is to make something that people hear and don't want to stop listening and the main thing with that is going to be repetitiveness it's literally the yeah. easiest way to get somebody hooked on to a song so um yeah so basically more of the story the Grammys this year between I think it's gonna be between her loss and uh Utopia. Just take a quick look on time. Yeah, I think it's gonna be between those I got two. Utopia. Yeah, I got I got pop, I have Utopia too. Um I think I think Travis has paid his Grammy dues. It should be Utopia. It, uh, yeah, I can also see this being there. Hey, we're sorry for fucking up before. Wow. Yeah, that's how that's what it feels like. Drake doesn't me. even like us, so we'll just give it to you on the slide. Being that Utopia I mean? is the only thing that's nominated for Travis in the whole awards. Like, yeah. And but I can also just see Doja just sweeping this shit and in the hallway with four Grammys are arm like this. Like I can see that because like we're not because we love music, but the industry is like respecting Doja as some sort of like, she wasn't she wasn't nominated for this though. Yeah. But she was not made for this one. No, nah, it was her her album dropped. That attention song fire though. I can't lie. <laughs> What's funny is my favorite song is on that, that on album her album. Isn't even a, yeah, 
It's on Scarlet. Agora Hills is my. I haven't listened to the song. album, but that that song fire. Like, oh, Do you know what Agora Hills is about? Nope, but the song is fire. She's singing the fire. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, know that. I heard it on the radio. You want to know what it's about? I, I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never mind, I found it. Give, give it <laughs> it's about it's about it's about it's about public sex. It's literally right. what it's about. Right. Don't worry, I typed it in on okay. Google. I see yeah. it right here next to me. Agro it's like an agrophiliac, ain't it? Somebody who's obsessed with having sex in public yeah. in front of people. Well, let's just say this. That's, That's the name of the episode right there. That's insane. <laughs> That's what it's also a place in California. And you listen, you will never know. Because <laughs> if, if you because if you listen to the lyrics and then you know the meaning of blah blah, blah blah, then it's just like, oh, but like if you only know one of each, then you just wouldn't make the connection. But uh yeah, but we're gonna wrap up the uh 15th episode of the members only podcast. Um we're gonna do our actually gonna do I was gonna say we're gonna do leave with a listen. I'm just saying we're gonna wrap it up as far as uh oh, dialogue and things like that. Right. So uh this week we just doing our general week, right? It wasn't anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just what excuse me, what you've been listening right. to this week. Of uh, course I can go first. Say, yeah, because yeah. it was a great week for me. So I will say Pray for Us by Trippy Red. It's gonna be my most played song by the end of the year. All right. Uh, I can go. Uh, I got Reservoir by Jay Wood. Shout out to him. Fuck that Shout song. out to Jay Wood. Shout out to Jay Wood. I got, uh, I'm going to go Asteroids by uh, Rhapsody and Hit Boy. Um, I'm going to go, and I've been listening to underground music. I've been like, taking the time to like you know listen to it more because a lot of people are saying, you missing out if you're not listening to um like the underground because a lot of people talking about the state of rap. So I've been diving in. So the song I'm gonna go is uh Dom Corleo. Mm-hmm. And the name of the song is Wake Up. I really like that song. I really like it. But Dom I, had, I had an honorable mention, and I didn't just because I didn't want to have an older song. Uh-huh. I did not know that macaroni time is now on DSPs. It is. It is. Cause I, I had a legally, I ain't gonna lie, on my phone for a very long time. Cause you can only Hilarious. get it. Alright, cut that. <laughs> Speaking of illegal, I mean it's not. Hold on, talk about. It was a mixtape song, so you can download it. But I'm saying it was on my Apple Music, and uh, I didn't know until like I and I, I was going through a playlist, uh, uh, playlist and shit, and I saw macaroni time. I was like, wait, is this the macaroni time? <laughs> Cheap <Jeep laughs> keeps macaroni time. That bro, that early early Keith run. Crazy, if that, then if that nigga didn't have like bah, bah. behavioral crazy, issues, uh-huh. if he didn't have behavioral issues, he'd have been so much bigger, bro. But like the nigga missed his video shoot with Fifty Cent and Wiz Khalifa. He had them niggas sitting in a desert waiting for him, type shit. Like I remember having Chief Keef and what fuck? It might have been what Wayne album was that? I am not a human being. I had the disc of both of them. And I used to play, put them in the DVD player while I played Need for Speed Underground. Act like they was playing in the car while I played. Remember when you had the yellow, right, white, and red cords for your fucking your PlayStation and your mm. Xboxes, bro? Back in oh, yeah. the day, you had to know where they all were all the time. Yeah, 
And then they start doing those little weird VGA ones, like the red, green, and blue. I'm like, the fuck is this? Fucking confused the shit out of me. I don't know what goes where on the back. Yeah. That's how I used to get away with playing video games, grow up. Just put the yellow one in. We don't need no sound. But, um, yep. So I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the 15th episode of the Missouri Podcast. Uh, like I always say, if you made it to the end, thank you uh, for, you know, taking a full journey with us. If you didn't make it to the end, you probably won't hear this. But if you ever come back and make it to the end and you didn't make it to the beginning, I mean, you left at the beginning, still, thank you for listening because it, it all means so much to us, you know? Hopefully we'll be back us, whole again next week. Tell us where yeah, you were watching from six members. in the bottom. Me and Jahai was looking at it earlier. We be having people coming from some crazy different videos. So the tell comments. me, yeah, tell me where you got recommended from. Well, mercy, people, mercy people be getting recommended. 